Chloe, we need a jingle. I've got something in mind right now. Okay. It, it goes like... Yeah, I think you should work on that for now. You, you're sure? Yeah. Oh, okay, right. Let, let's create a better one for the next episode. Okay, next episode. <laughs> la 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 la. La 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 la. La 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 la. <laughs> Welcome back to Artists in Pajamas. This is me, Chloe. And I'm Livia. And Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, 2023. My God, I couldn't wait for the end of 2022. <laughs> yeah, I was quite excited to start the year. Yeah, no, a bit more fresh. I mean, sometimes there's a bit of pressure about, you know, starting the year, like, should it be different or whatever? But I always feel like it's, um, you know, it's the next step in yeah. a way. Yeah. It's nice to just have a bit of a clean slate, even if I know it's a bit of a myth. But yeah. yeah. No, mm-hmm. I like, you know mm-hmm. what? I think I just, I get really proactive in January. It's like, you know, you go into the classic yeah. new year, new me. Um, or it's just you get to reflect on 2022 yeah. and you're like okay have I achieved what I wanted did I do what I wanted and then uh, whether it's yes or no you, there's always improvements you can do and I really like that idea that in January is that kind of um, really kind of adrenaline few <laughs> months of like oh my god yes I'm kind of setting this in motion setting this and it can have a bit of uh, it's quite a lot of pressure I think mm-hmm. sometimes to start the new year like that but um but yeah, a good adrenaline-fueled month to get things started. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, it's a bit different. Yeah. You, like usually January, it's a bit like depressing for me. Yeah. I just like post like Christmas, post good food. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just a bit like um, it's this month where I'm a bit scared of starting the yeah. year. Um, I mean, last year, I was kind of like not in the right headspace in January 2022. I think I was just like, I was just stressed about everything, about work and stuff. I think this year is a bit different. Like there's a lot, I can see the improvement and this is why I'm quite grateful for this new start, this like, you know, like starting the year. I can see the evolution from last year and my state of mind. This January is like really different from like this weird state of mind from last year, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I agree. I think, I mean, I mean, we're going straight into it now, but <laughs> yeah. I think last year, uh, I actually entered 2022 with a very positive mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, because of that, I think a lot of things happened a lot, like very in, I think the first six months of 22 were quite busy for me. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of things that were on my bucket list to do that year were happening. So I was really happy. And I think the last six months bec- slowed down in comparison because so much had happened in the first six months that I think towards the end, I was like, I felt a little bit low of like, oh, wow, it's slowed down. I need things to p- pick back up. But I think it was just kind of comparing the two and... Um, I think that's also pretty really harsh on myself. That, that's also the life of like people freelancing or being artists, right? Is sometimes there's like really busy times where you're just like really up, adrenaline rush, etc. And then it's a bit calmer and it's like how to not put yourself like in this pressure state yeah. of, oh, I need to achieve this like in this time uh, or this, I need to be as busy as I am now yeah. in the next six months because maybe it's not going to be the case. Yeah, and also actually reflecting back, I remember in June, July. June, July, I was having massive burnout. Like, I remember thinking, because I had so much happening at the same time, which was great, but I I was burning out massively by July. And I remember thinking, oh, God, I can't wait for things to be calmer and I can just work on my thing. And then things got calmer. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm not no! stressed anymore. What's happening? So it's like, you know, you're never happy. <laughs> no, I agree. I think, I think, yeah, I kind of burned out, like, 
like in December, like like 2022. I think I was completely yeah. flat in energy, but I was still really grateful for everything that happened. And then first six months on the country and the opposite as you, uh, of you, sorry. Like I wasn't that busy and that stressed me out. I think we're just like, as I said, never happy. Like, and it's always yeah. hard to balance like what gives us, you know, um, happiness, what like what gives us worth mm. as well. I mean, it's just, it's a whole conversation. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I thought, you know, it was a nice opportunity in this podcast, in this episode, because we, you know, to kind of look back at 22 and for us to think, oh, what, you know, what can we learn from from that? <laughs> um, and how th- can that help us for 2023? And like, I'm really excited to, you know, also can't wait to hear from you guys and to uh, see this podcast grow and interview other artists. And I really want 2023 to be a a moment of um, meeting new people, meeting new artists, learning from, you know, everyone around us. Uh, and yeah, just excited about kind of community growing. Mm-hmm. I've gone straight into my aims for 2023. But no, but that's I think it. that was from 22. What I realized is like, wow, I really want to work on I on think that. community growing is great. Like, I think when you spend a bit of time I'm always reflecting back on graduation. You're really focused on your own work, developing your practice and stuff. And then, you know, like a year and a half, like happened now since we graduated. Like it's quite, it's quite a while. feels like ages ago, but it's not that much when you think about it. But now definitely, I think you and I on the same page, community growing, meeting more people, uh, lots of collaborative things. uh, If we can, uh, if we find the time that that's like, I think that's my personal aim as well, is just meeting as much people as possible and uh, having as much diverse as well, like opportunity as possible. Yeah. Um, so what yeah. what do you think, like what were your, um, the maybe not negative and bad, but like the, the things that you like, oh, actually I should have done this differently or my or I should have approached this mentally in a different way. And what do you think went really well in 22? I think uh, what went really well, uh, I believe, is the community part. Like me understanding that my practice was um, anchored in community work and uh, I wanted to do more workshop. I wanted to be closer, like to, you know, like just put my creativity to the service of like community yeah. work in general. So like activating public space, uh, activating community centers, making workshops, things like that. I think went really well. Um, I think that maybe what didn't went as well, if I can say that, is uh, to be really honest, like sustaining my studio practice in the time that I like, continue making my own piece, yeah. taking time to just develop like my own language. Because um, I was so focused on like, uh, which is understandable because it, it was also what was important for me on like collaborative project community work that sometimes I really missed like being in the studio and doing my own piece and yeah. my own quiet times and developing all of this, discovering more techniques, uh, expanding my creative language. I yeah. think that's what maybe I'd like to have more time to do in 2023 even if at the moment it's yeah. not I can't see it like that but, but at the same time as you said like it's a it's a negative but also it's like it, it was also normal in the sense of because you spent so much time on your community project mm-hmm. that's why you've managed to have so many things set up now and if you hadn't done that then mm-hmm. you know you might not have had all of those yeah. things so sometimes I guess it's that hard balance between focusing on something kind of like full heartedly so that it actually moves forward 
or juggling three different things that you really want to do and then them taking a bit slower. I think I'm having a bit of a similar dynamic. Yeah, actually, yeah, you are. Like, I think I really went all out in focusing on the more art side of my practice. And I think especially getting, you know, the studio and the residency, I kind of only focused on that. And I think now I'm a little bit more, oh, actually, I've kind of put behind some of the other more, like, product uh, direction that I would want to do or other things like that I haven't been doing that for over a year so now I'm like okay let me try and do that again but it's true that then it's always that dilemma of like oh god am I going to be working on too many things <laughs> and then are they all just going to go too slowly because you're working on too many different things and sometimes you're not sure whether it's better to kind of really narrow down your focus would you do differently uh, I guess in 2023 from 2022 in your art practice one of the things I realized is I've like because I I kind of only focus on art like I had a lot of time and I re- and I did a lot of big things which I'm very happy about because I've wanted to do those big things for a very long time uh, like very large scale embroidery large scale tapestry but then I think it just they're just taking too much time and I think it's very like I'm still working on them now and I started them in May and I sh- learned in the last few months that actually I need to do more smaller pieces that A, that's way more sellable within the artwork and also for me as an artist it's more, um, it's more entertain- entertaining, more, fu- satisfying? More, more satisfying on a short term basis because still working on the same pieces it just feels like I haven't had anything big to show in over six months which feels frustrating so yeah I think doing more smaller pieces and like really creating a language of who I am as an artist what is my story what will people get from from me uh, and establishing that through smaller pieces and then maybe one big piece that I can do throughout the year but that's like not the main thing that's going on because if not it's too much pressure on that one thing I think when I started in May working on it I was treating it as if it was like you know the last month's deadline before an exhibition where you're working on it fucking for 24 hours and I started doing that in May, June, July, which is why I was burning out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I, I can't sustain this for a whole year. I need to be able to just have an art practice that's more of a, you know, day by day, month by month going along with it instead of creating one big thing that I feel like I'm in a rush to finish. Yeah, so you have also like more diverse focus plan, I guess, and like more different things to f- like, yeah, focus on and to make your day different from one another as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, and just... I think it's yeah it's just yeah just smaller pieces and I think also as you said like I started incorporating the felt more in the summer and I really really love that and I think that has allowed me to do more I'm going to try and do more smaller pieces from that and then also I started painting again and kind of including these different aspects of my work instead of whereas for a few months I only only had this like huge embroidery I was aiming for which I love and I can't wait to finish it but it's just not um it's just not good to just work on that and so and I've always done that I've always been someone that's like had one big thing to make and like gone for it and it's worked I think when you're in a education kind of system because you have a whole year to focus on it and it's like oh there'll be like you know a showcase of it but on the everyday life of an artist and how you're going to make money from your work and how people are going to get to know you you need to be able to have more things uh, more often <laughs> that you can share to people because if not Definitely. I felt I, di- I did feel stuck and I think that's why 2023 I, I really want to try and you know put myself out there and meet people and introduce myself to you know galleries collectors etc um, 
but I need to do that with a portfolio of work that doesn't take a whole year to make because that's just unrealistic <laughs> and will yes. not make me money. And if I want to make money, I need to, you know, <laughs> make smaller pieces. <laughs> yeah. It's really like super interesting what you say about you picking up a, a new technique. Like it's it's not new because you knew how to do it, but it's new in the sense that your, your work wasn't focused on felting yeah. before and that you brought it this year and it just allows you to work quicker as well. Yeah. Uh, because embroidery is, I mean, I know it as well because I do it not at the same scale as you, but it's, it's something that is slow. Uh, it's like writing a sentence, you know, it's just like a really precise type of, of technique, whereas felting is a bit more free. And I think it's important to keep the excitement going within yeah. your practice uh, when you just pick up different techniques that take different times and a different type of energy. I think that felting is way more physical. It's made, well, yeah, it's very well. physical and yeah. a lot more active, whereas like the embroidery is like I love doing embroidery on a day where. I don't have to really think too much and, I, and I'm and i a bit like tired and my body's tired and I'm, all I have to do is I get myself in the studio, I put a podcast on and I just stitch. And mm-hmm. I know, like, especially with the thing I'm stitching at the moment, I know what I'm doing. And so it's literally just a, you know, Executive sit down and stitch. type of work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like, you know, painting or felting, if I'm like doing it on the day, then there's a lot more um, proactive thinking during that moment. <laughs> no, but exactly. And I think that's where uh, you keep, you know the excitement of your practice going it's when you you're able to find technique that suits you in different way and that make different part of your body if your body and your brain work yeah. as well i don't know if it makes sense but yeah, like yeah. yeah and then also doing smaller embroidery pieces i started to do more of those mm-hmm. this year and and actually they're really successful and actually most of the things that people really like are the really really small little small embroideries ones. and so realizing i think it's you know you don't want to get carried away as an artist um being focused on what other people think too much because you, you ultimately I wanted to be for me and not to be that but also as someone that's like just starting out and that also wants to make money from it and that wants to like see it grow it's also important to just it's interesting to see that actually a lot of the people's a lot of my audience's favorites are not usually my favorites <laughs> which I always find really interesting and like I, it doesn't mean I'll stop doing the what the stuff that is my favorite because that's mm-hmm. what I enjoy doing uh, but it's just good to know of like you know going into like prioritizing and the idea of like actually it's worth doing those smaller pieces yeah. and i do enjoy them and how to how yeah how to make something that's more full range i think what you said as well is quite important about like the audience response like yeah. when you do something and you feel like it's working you see the result in terms of like the how it's been receiving or received by the audience and it's a positive answer you're like oh my god then maybe I should pick that up because it's important to meet your audience halfway that's always what I'm thinking in terms of like heart and if someone picks up something several people picks up something and say oh that really works for you like that really like I'd like to buy that I'd like to have one you're like okay d'accord okay I see like yeah and I think also maybe because uh, as the artist like our decision about whether we really like something or not I mean for me personally anyways it's more emotional (laughs) rather than maybe (laughs) the like I'll like something so much more if there's like in the like if I knew that emotionally it was Mm -hmm. it required a lot more for me or if it told a much more personal story Mm -hmm. than something that I think looked really pretty and I did it but it wasn't as emotionally hard (laughs) I think for me as an artist, I'd be like, oh, that's less interesting than that because I know the emotional state that that took. But for the audience who don't have that context, then they're making a decision much more kind of visually, actually, that I'm not. 
Yeah, no, but definitely. And then there's something about your small pieces that are really raw as well. Mm. I think it's because your style of embroidery is maybe um, slightly more um, intuitive and spontaneous from what I see in your faces yeah. in like the portraits that you're doing and things like that. And that's where like people maybe find it really relatable yeah. in a way. Yeah. I was wondering as well to ask you like maybe how um, how did you see all your like in terms of like geographically? Is there like uh, and, like <laughs> <laughs> she's asking me geographically because she knows because I, I know I think it's interesting to talk about it like yeah. the place where you want to work. How do you want to shape your working environment when you're a freelance because you have slightly more flexibility? Yeah, uh, I think yeah because I I mean you know one of the uh, I think one of the things that I have this year is like me and my boyfriend know that we want to move out of London, not necessarily because of London, we love London, but also we just can't afford living like in London anymore. <laughs> so, and also I think we're a little bit, um, we're a little, we're feeling just a little bit like claustrophobic of London and we're in the mood of just going and exploring elsewhere. And I have family, you know, I have my family in France, so I'm kind of keen of going back to Paris for a little bit, but then we're also keen of maybe like traveling a little bit more, but traveling whilst working, because my boyfriend works from home, so he can kind of do that easily, although he doesn't have an EU visa, which is another issue. <laughs> oh my God. But anyway, so it's more. like, I'm, so it's kind of really exciting in the sense of, because we know we're going to be moving out, like, let's say in May, it's like, the possibilities are endless. Like, it could be a job in London, it could be a job in Paris, it could be a job abroad, it could be a residency, it could be all sorts. And I'm like, looking at so many different things, I'm looking at, you know, I'm A, looking at jobs in London in case we stay here. I'm looking at stuff in Paris. I'm looking at everything, which is really exciting, but also a little bit daunting in the sense of I have no idea where, where I'm going to be or what it's going to be. So there's that idea of like a little bit uh, the unknown of like, you know, it makes it hard to fully plan. But I'm trying to plan around. And I think what I've decided, you know, what I was figuring out yesterday is like if I do really want to work on my art as well as like more the business side of my work then you know, ultimately if I'm in a space and in a studio regardless of where in the world that is if I have a big enough space you know a decent enough space and I can make then the beginning of my of whatever it's mostly on social media anyway so it's I can do it from wherever mm -hmm. I just need to kind of have the confidence to just do it wherever we are I think this is um I think this is really interesting what you said about like feeling closer for week in London because I love this place. I mean, I think I've met the most incredible like people here. Uh, I think groups of friends as well that I believe I could keep for a really, really mm. long time. Uh, I think so. <laughs> and then like, I think it's just a great place. Uh, but it's true that because it's so big as well, you easily feel like... Actually, not claustrophobic, maybe lost. Lost. Uh, maybe yeah. that's a better word. Claustrophobic yeah. maybe wasn't the right word. Like a mm. little bit, a little bit lost within the... And like I think lost within the busyness of everyone and the, that kind of comparison to all of the rest of that and just yeah. needing to focus on yourself and it's hard to do that when you know you live kind of in, in the middle of London with everyone with, in like such a small place and uh, it's just I agree with it completely I think lost is a, a bare word because it's I, I, like in, in with the different from Paris from where I grew up and kind of come from as well um, it's you never feel like you're going out of London. It's so big that, like, there's, like, geographically, I feel like it's an entire country to itself. Like, it's, yeah. I, I, it's just, 
it's it's uh, and then you live in this little ecosystem because London is so big that you end up like going a lot to the same district, like having your like like building yourself a comfortable place, which is really good. I'm really happy. I love like the the place I live in, but then I'm craving sometimes um yeah to 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 be less lost or like lost elsewhere, I guess. And yeah, uh, and I think I think it's like mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think it's just needing a little bit of time to be, you know, like I was lucky enough to be up in the uh, mountains in France a little bit over Christmas and it was just so relaxing and I couldn't do that all the time like I, I'm more of a city person but I did love the kind of space that I felt I could think and really think for myself without too many influences around me um, and I, I feel like I just need to do that a little bit no but definitely and I think living in London is also really fast paced I think we don't really stay it anymore now but back then when people like were going to like you know in London in like the 80s the 90s it was like seen as a challenge you know to move in this city maybe it's still seen now as a challenge I don't know uh, maybe it's because we're city girls it's less of a challenge for us but like it's a high pace like expensive yeah. place and it can also be part of like this energy like draining situation even though you love it so much yeah and it's also an addictive place because there's a hub of creativity and of creative that is incredible uh, but it's interesting to see as well if you need uh, as well like for everyone not just for us a place to like you know charge your batteries uh, if sometimes it's not good to take a month off the city and to come back here with yeah. like a fresh vision of it and um, yeah, I think it's also you have so much to learn from the places that you live in that I just think uh, I love traveling as well. So it's the idea of actually I'm really excited to yeah. a, a be in France next to family, but you know, be in all the different countries that I want to to try out and just kind of you know, if possible, uh, find work there for a month and kind of see how that goes and see how I feel like that would help me grow as a person, but also as an artist because of you know the international kind of art scene and entering that instead of and I love London I think I would come back to London anyway so it's just more of like now is the time maybe to to try out different things and then come back yeah don't worry, I won't leave you for too long <laughs> well, I'll come back and then you'll be like okay I'm going <laughs> I'm going bye-bye <laughs> yeah. yeah I think what's funny as well like um to continue on this subject but like looks slightly different it's just um us as creative we have to like think really far in the future in terms of like planning because as a freelance creative anything anyone that is working for themselves your schedule is most of the time like sometimes full until like the end of the year you don't even realize it until you put it on paper and if you look for like residencies for like even like financially like a way for you to be able to go out of London and sustain yourself for like a few months you actually have to look into the new year yeah so like I'm already kind of thinking I'm not I'm living in the present guys I tell you this is true but then if I want to travel I know that I need to like think about it now well it's like Um, when I was looking at all the residencies all of the pretty much all of the things for 23 are gone anyways and then for the beginning of 24 all of the deadlines are kind of like approaching now if not, it's for literally 2025. So, so like, as you said, it's, yeah. it's very much like, okay. So, like, me, I know I'm going to try and contact, like, residency from now on, but it's going to be for 2024. And it's really frustrating because, like, lots of, lots of time people tell me, but, Chloe, you don't really live the moment. You're always thinking in the future. I know, it's because I've got, I've got no choice, literally. Like, if you want to, like, plan your year ahead, and I think that's maybe really frustrating for creatives, this constant need, you know, to, like, 
uh, this constant like no choice not a need it's also like you need to do that uh, to like like look into far mm. future to be able to like set yourself like opportunities and possibilities to work abroad or to like just yeah 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 mm-hmm. you can see that as like something that can be applied to you in terms of like how do you think uh, about things for the future how do you plan your year ahead like I, I hope it was, yeah 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 and uh, yeah and like <laughs> you know we all learn from I think like the best the best area to start learning from is from you know yourself and what you've done and I think by looking at your you know last year is a really good way of like growing and being like okay am I where I want to be and kind of looking at you know where I want to be in five years time <laughs> and I, I I've always been someone that's always like as you said like looked into the future I've always been like five years ahead like where do I want to be and am I on the road towards that and like actually is my work going slightly further away from this and therefore this year maybe I need to turn it back around and and focus on this if I do want to go there and I think that's what that's the way that I managed to navigate where I'm looking at for the year yeah of course it's just uh, so you don't let yourself for example drift away yeah. on something and you're like okay like I'm coming back to this plan like what did I set up for myself and you said looking into the future I also feel like it's really important I think it's in my nature I'm a cancer baby we're all nostalgic people I'm always looking at the past a lot like you yeah. look and but this is good as creative artist anyone that is working in this industry it is good to see what you've achieved and to also be grateful for what happened because there's it's always gonna go up it's never gonna go completely down there's always things that i think you've done even if you feel like it's maybe slightly meaningless i don't know like sometimes you look at but when you look back something you're like oh actually this thing like allowed me to think that i could do that and then do that and do that and it's just like what you do and it's important to see where you are now in comparison of where you wanted yeah. to be like and to remember how you felt at that time I think yeah. I'm, I need to do it again but at the beginning of last year I was getting into a really good habit of um, of <laughs> saying to myself I'm really happy right now yeah. like I, there was a few occasions where I would be walking somewhere and something good had happened and I was like Livia remember this moment you're, you're really happy and I do really remember those moments where I said yeah. I'm really happy today it's funny because you've told me that like several I've told you that times, several times and I, and I think I didn't do it as much towards the second half of the year that goes back to you know a lot of new things were happening early on and, you know sometimes those things six months later on become more frustrating or more, become more stressful and you forget what your how you felt when you first got it and I like remembering the fact that you know when I got this or when I was doing this I was really, really happy and I was so excited. And I think I want to get back into the habit of that habit of saying, I'm really happy right now. You know? I think so. I think it's a good way and also like uh, I haven't done I'm really bad at doing it I'd love to be like a journal person but it might be good to like write a few sentences mm. in the evening on how your your day went yeah. whereas it was bad it was good and stuff and then it's kind of like a, a written you know manifestation of how your day was and then when you look back at it like, oh, this day I was like that and then now I feel like that so it's an evolution and yeah. so you just constantly feel like something happened and there is like you know a bit of a stepping up yeah I want to um, yeah. yeah actually that's uh, my the creative diary I had a lot in 2021 I feel like I didn't do that that much last year so that's my aim is to mm-hmm. pick, back, back pick to that back up and to write a lot think so even the idea of like drawing even if it's sketching if you don't feel like writing like sketching something every day about like oh what you've done uh that's cool you know that's little like souvenir memories of like a day we tend to forget a lot like sometimes 
uh, when we're stressed, under pressure for something, like forget the good thing that happens uh, and just focus always on the bad things where like when it, it shouldn't be the case, right? So yeah. that's a good way to remember it. Mm-hmm. Also, because remembering the good things will help in the, because we'll always have bad days. And so like making a note of the good days will help us go through the bad days, you know? Mm, definitely. But, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. No. <laughs> I feel like we've covered kind of uh, we've covered hopes and dreams we've <laughs> yeah. probably gone into circles <laughs> but that's okay I think we're both like utopian uh, kind of girls right? <laughs> future is dreaming future is dreaming <laughs> let's just carry on dreaming no so this year is about dreaming but also action action action, action uh, proactiveness dedication 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 right yeah dedication. don't forget about that uh, balancing act balancing act Sounds, gone, sounds yeah, really complicated. Crazy. Yeah, that's, <laughs> we just have to achieve all that and then we're okay. Um, I also wanted to mention maybe as well, it'd be cool to do a little questionnaire on the Instagram so that we could ask you guys, you know, you guys could ask us questions or you could even give us tips. Like, you know, we'd love to hear from you, like what are your tips uh, or how you're kind of entering 2023 um and if you have any tips that we could share or for us to learn from mm-hmm. uh then maybe we can do a little instagram question thing and then okay. you can also email us or send us a dm on instagram uh yeah. and also like if you have any subject that you'd like us to cover in the podcast uh, we'd yes. be more than glad to try and do that in uh you know what we know our knowledge capacity uh, there's lots of interesting things to talk about. Yeah, and we're gonna try and bring you a lot more interviews, interviews. this this year. Because <laughs> it's, it's also part of uh, you know us exp- you know getting to know more artists and getting to know more creatives. And I think interviewing people is a great way of doing it. I think we just need to have the courage to to message people. Uh, that's another courage is another one for this year. Um, but yeah, so that will be exciting. And if you guys you know again have any artists in mind that you absolutely love especially like emerging artists people coming out graduating uh, you know send us their their profile and we'd love to have a look at it definitely it's a really good one to end on yeah yeah <laughs> okay well we'll see you in a couple of weeks see you in a couple of weeks and uh, i hope your january goes well yes take care bye guys bye bye <laughs>